From here on Earth 616 to the multiverse, this is the Marvel Guys Podcast. Your number one source for everything Marvel. Reviews, characters, comic books, new releases. It's all right here. Now, let's welcome your hosts, Jordan and Spencer. Welcome to another episode of the Marvel Guys Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jordan, and on my left is my co-host, Spencer. How are we doing? Oh, we're doing great, man. Great day. It is a good day. We are here to discuss our favorite teenage Pakistani female superhero yeah everybody's favorite yeah (laughs) Uh, a girl that i believe debuted in 2013 if i'm not mistaken in the comics the infinity run and has gained pretty quick uh large fandom and made their way i mean we're talking about a character that was not around when the mcu was created we're starting to get old yeah and but also at the same time has become insanely popular it's like one of the better selling book series, to be honest, of the last like decade or so. But yeah, it is very weird that we're getting a character that wasn't even around when Tony Stark was coming out of the cave. You know what I mean? Very strange. <laughs> with a box of scraps. <laughs> yeah, with a box of scraps. And of course, you know by the title, but for those that were guilted into listening and they're driving with their friend, we are discussing Ms. Marvel. Yeah. the TV series that is coming soon. And yeah, I mean, what I love about this is that every creator should know that it doesn't have to be 50 years down the road. The person that wrote this story, this original comic or created it, you know, all the people that were a part of it, mm-hmm. their payoff is in, I mean, really, it was in like five to six years they started casting this character. Yeah. And we're seeing it come to life on a screen within a decade of when it was written, which in comic book lore is incredible. Yeah. So it just goes to show, like, if you're out there and you're listening to this or you're watching uh, a movie or a TV series in Marvel or anything, and you're like, man, I would love to be a part of that one day, you can. Yeah, do it. And go for it, man. Yeah. Read a book, write a book, you know, leave a comment, write a review. You have the world in your hands. The internet is available for almost everybody nowadays. And if you have that that power of going online, you can take that next step. So that is where my inspiration is being led um, in this series. Now, you might be out there going, boy, this is so new and, and maybe I'm – I didn't grow up on this character. Who is this? Can can you guys help me out with that? Yeah. Uh, so Kamala Khan in the comics, uh, she has an inhuman like gene, human trait within her, but it is not expressed until the Infinity Event, in which the Terrigen mists from uh, what we know as the Inhumans, and it's kind of odd timing because of Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, you know, whatever, but Terrigen Mist is released and it expresses her gene and she's able to, like, she's kind of like a I don't don't even know, she's like very stretchy and stuff like that and she can do all this crazy stuff, but the cool thing about her is that she is a massive massive fan of the Avengers 
and in specific, Carol Danvers, uh, Captain Marvel. Um, and from what we know so far, as far as the MCU is concerned, she's not only getting a show, but she will be in the, the Marvel's uh, movie, which should be out either later this year or early next year. Um, so, yeah. Alongside Monica Rambeau and Carol Danvers, um, mm-hmm. three powerful women that are going to be taking on something. <laughs> Another powerful woman, maybe? Yeah, we, Rogue? We, we don't really know at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, these are three characters that are still kind of in the development of being, um, well, I already said developed, but developed. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's in the process. For sure. So we'll find out a lot about this character in the next, say, 18 months. Mm-hmm. Uh, this show is our next TV show in uh, Marvel. So it will be coming up very soon. I believe June 8th is the premiere date. Yep. Uh, so that's very exciting in itself. It is our next bit of content. And it is. It's the first uh, Pakistani uh, superhero that I know of, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Muslim character. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of firsts. And if you're out there uh, feeling represented by this character for the first time, you know, welcome to the fold. Because we yeah. had quite a bit of white guys that we were able to <laughs> yeah, see in yeah. ourselves, right? For sure, for <laughs> sure. But also from a filmmaking standpoint, too, like the entire cast and crew that are working on this, you know, it's, it's very, uh, uh, like, there's a lot of Pakistani people, a lot of Muslim people that are working on this project together. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's really cool. It, it's similar to like when we talked about like Black Panther, you know, how many mm-hmm. African-American people were a part Shang-Chi. of the process, Shang-Chi. So it's and really think, awesome um, to see representation on the big screen, but also from the screen, like yeah. from behind the set. You know, it's really cool. I think they forced the cast of She-Hulk to all get food poisoning <laughs> just so they could <laughs> yeah. really experience the green face. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Everything, we are seeing the world of Marvel expand in so many different ways. And we were just talking in our last episode about how uh, we're seeing different styles of TV shows with each of these shows. Um, this one seems maybe closely related to Hawkeye in how it's being presented mm-hmm. in that it's kind of a teenage journey, a, a teenage girl, and uh, it's in a big city, uh, though this one takes place in New Jersey, not New York. Uh, you know, some would argue that that's, Jersey City is pretty. Yeah, there'd you know, be a lot of people in Jersey City right now. Yeah, the, the, like, the New Jersey people are like, what's the difference? You know? <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. the difference? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think we're going to get a little bit of lightheartedness. Like, you don't want to go too dark when you got a girl that's portraying like she seems to be probably like 15-ish yeah. around there, maybe maybe a little older. But uh, this is a girl that's going through a journey of finding herself, finding purpose. Um, it's got a little bit of that, like, I mean, Hamilton, like, yeah. I want to be somebody. Yeah, uh, sure. And I want to be in the fight. I want to be a part of this. I want the responsibility. And then when she's hit with it, she's like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very much like... um think of like spider-man you know like how he's like this teenage dude that's got like bigger responsibilities of being a superhero you know like oh, i gotta ace these tests and <laughs> i've gotta fit in with people in high school and do all this stuff i gotta go through like the dating scene and like you know oh this mj chick's pretty hot and whatever like very similar to that you know, it is it is a very like teenage oriented story, but it's also like definitely uh, it's 
gonna be a good one for like worldview as well. Just like seeing different culture uh, on TV and experiencing that through the lens. Um, I'm so excited for this because we we talk about this a lot. How Marvel takes its own freedoms, uh, and as I kind of broke down the the comic iteration of Miss Marvel, we already got it confirmed from Kevin that this isn't gonna be that. Like she's gonna be her a different. Uh, it's everything's gonna be a little bit different yeah. about her. So and you kind of see it in the trailer, right? You know, like she's not stretchy and stuff like that. She's got this other worldly power that she's got cosmic bands of yep. some sort. Um, what are you thinking? Mega bands, quantum bands, mm. Shang Chi. Like, uh, what are we looking at here? They're, I don't really they know. Seem, man. seems to seem to be of Cree origin. Yeah. I would assume that too. And I think that would be a fair assessment anyway because of Carol Danvers. Carol, yeah, exactly. So that's exactly what I was thinking. So it it looks it looks to me like she discovers in this trailer or we don't see it in the trailer, but we see that she like finds these bands um and it's probably likely that she was not supposed to have these. Yeah. And she's not aware of the powers that they hold. And then when she puts them on, she's like going to the convention with, I think, I think that was portrayed in the Marvel game. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. I saw this, that yeah. there was like a, a convention, a Marvel convention, and she has a little storyline in the game. But it looks like she's dressing up. She cosplays a lot because she mm-hmm. loves Captain Marvel and she loves the Avengers. And I mean, I think it's kind of an easy bridge to cross to say she probably used them in her cosplay and was like wow what great you know authentic looking yeah bands that i can put on my wrist and then in a similar way to when monica traveled through this chaos energy uh in wandavision and it activated some kind of gene inside of her perhaps when uh miss marvel kamala khan kamala khan uh puts on these bands it activates whatever was inside her that was ready to, you know, turn her into the superhero that she becomes. What could be really crazy is if she does have the inhuman trait or a gene and so when be that uh, Oprah meme, just give it out yeah. to everybody. And but well what what gets crazy about it is um maybe that little moment in time where she like puts them on and then she's like teleported to wherever. What if that's when Kang died? What if that's when he who remains was killed by Sylvie? You know, it could be a whole other bag of worms to you get just into. Jumped in a thirty-foot swimming yeah, pool, yeah, right yeah. there. <laughs> exactly, but it could be a thing. You know, it could could very well be where this all happens, because if it's if she's somehow getting these powers from like the inhuman side of things, it could very well be that that could be the case. That he who remains dies, and bang! All of a sudden, she's got this power because of that and because of the connection to the bands and stuff like that and how that's connected in the multiverse so and <sighs> look we can't we can't go through the trailer without acknowledging something that is like completely different from everything we've seen in every other marvel film mm-hmm. they they use comic book text yeah. in this movie yeah um like a scott pilgrim yeah just like scott pilgrim yeah um this is something that we really have not seen used in marvel cinematic universe um yet and this looks like it's going to be using it throughout 
the film. Now, to kind of make a little bit of sense of that, what she reveals to us is that she's always dreaming. And these dreams seem more than just your typical dreams. Mm -hmm. It seems as though her dreams sometimes become alternate realities where we heard that before nah. um, yeah. that she experiences like a real life scenario. Yeah. And it seems that she's getting as a teenager. I think we all can relate a little bit to escapism. And when we're in high school, we're like, God, this sucks. And you start portraying some, your life to be something that it's not. And it looks like she uses that as a way to get around her daily issues. And she has kind of a coming back to reality moment, but it seems that her powers also almost connect her dream abilities mm -hmm. with her real life um, tangible abilities. Yeah. So I'm very curious to see how they work with the bands and using dream sequences yeah. to funnel re real things mid fight. And she's, she's kind of like Dr. Strange in that she's summoning these, things on her arms and she can throw you know things away and her powers are very fun yeah so when we talk about uh the history of the mcu right you have like the the cosmic cube right i don't think it's actually called the cosmic cube but it's something along the same lines tesseract yep uh it houses a uh, infinity stone and all that stuff but like the cosmic cubes in the Marvel comics are basically kind of operate just like that, where it's like a magical wishing box kind of situation. Anything that you want to happen can happen. You're using it. Um, so maybe somehow you talked about the infinity stones, you know, the uh, like destruction of the infinity stones and what that could have done spreading all this cosmic power. Maybe it has something to do with that too, you know, Maybe um, maybe these are kind of like similar to the traits of like, yeah, the cosmic cube where like it's like, oh, in her mind, she's fantasized about this for so long about being a superhero. It attaches herself to her and whatever she wants to happen can happen, whatever she wants to use or I mean, it's kind of like uh, when Tony Stark's armor in the comics kind of becomes integrated into his own personality and he can just kind of do before a threat even comes to him, like his suit's already on, it's kind of crazy, but like it's kind of works like that. So could be very well something that is integrated within her mind for sure. And I think that a lot of the comic strip things could be a play on her experiences with this uh, therapist or counselor, whoever she's talking to. Maybe she's like reminiscing on it and she's just adding this little comic strip stuff because it's like kind of yeah. embellishing the story a little bit, you know, which we often do. Right. Yeah. And like I was alluding to, like, it seems as though she goes throughout her day. Like the first half of the trailer is all one conversation between her and what looks like a, like a guidance counselor or something mm -hmm. at her high school. And she keeps daydreaming. Yeah. And the daydreams, I guess the telltale sign when she's daydreaming is what goes into this comic book form. And so I think throughout, you know, we don't know yet, but throughout the experience with her, we're going to be seeing her go back and forth between um, daydream sequences in this TV show. And 
we're going to know when she's in there because she builds this perfect ideal life. And then she often like is, is hit with this dose of reality. So I don't know if they're going to continue it all the way through the series, but it would be fun. I think it would, it would offer something different. And when she came to the screen, uh, it, it would just be something unique and something that's her own. So yeah, for like the first half of the, of the trailer itself, it's just her daydreaming, uh, trying to have this conversation with the counselor that's trying to relate to her. And she's off in space uh, before it kind of introduces uh, space. <laughs> she, we get introduced to kind of her family, uh, her faith, her her dreams, and her desire, her motivation. Yeah. And we also see her at the convention, um, looking up at Miss Marvel, uh, in a mentorship way that she doesn't even know exists yet, but is going to be uh, there shortly. So we see a lot really quickly uh, that explains, you know, the initial part of her story. And it really leads us into kind of knowing the motivational tools that will lead her through the series. Yeah. And um, that relationship that she's going to have with, with Carol Danvers is going to be definitely like something to look forward to for sure. But throughout this series, I think she's going to, I think that's going to be the key is that she's, she's, she's dreamt about this for so long and she's wanted this for so long that that's her motivation for life. So when she does face this adversity, which is, you know, likely to come in the form of uh, Red Dagger, it seems like. I think he was cast as the possibly like a villain in this um, in this show. Uh, she'll be able to conquer that by kind of viewing herself and saying, you know, like, you know what? I am pretty awesome and I have these super abilities and I am like Captain Marvel. So I think that's going to be fun to watch, especially from that perspective of a teenager. I think it's just fun to watch that struggle in general. But like, yeah. When she puts those bands on, she falls like her eyes back. Yeah, her, her, her eyes do the same thing that happened with Monica. Mm-hmm. Um, and she falls back into this. I, I don't think you can describe it any other way than when in Get Out, when he falls back into his sunken zone. Yeah. It's basically the same thing or the same thing they did in Moon Knight when when he Mm -hmm. takes a bullet and his body goes below the water. But she comes out the other side like it's, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean when the the boat tips and all of a sudden it's right side up. Mm -hmm. And it was in this room full of beings, people. Um, Was that maybe her form of what Carol Danvers went through when she experienced uh meeting Yanrog? No. Oh, yeah. The the depiction of yes. her flight coach. Yep. To me that was her meeting the room that she needed to meet, you know, at that moment. It basically portrayed through the screen. Like you I can't remember the name of of the the source of that power, but yeah, that's where I'm about. thinking it's headed and she's going to be on the sign, kind of the same trajectory as Carol Danvers. Kind of like the Eternals thing where they like, they store the dreams or whatever. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's where I'm thinking. I don't know of the relevance of these people and that scene yet, but obviously that's could be the inhumans gotta be huge. And it could be, could be something else could be, uh, like you said, it could be just like her, 
interpretation of what she's supposed to represent maybe you know um or like the depiction of what she's supposed to represent yeah like, well i think that's going to be the, hard the to make interesting it, part yeah. is is figuring this stuff out and i think that yeah once we get to that point we'll be like oh this is what right. that is yeah and the second half of this trailer uh it really gets into kind of the issue she's going to be facing there's there's a group of people that is not happy with her <laughs> mm. um do you know or have an idea of who these people I brought are? it up in uh, one of the, the She-Hulk episode, I think, but like the ultimatum. Okay. I think that could be. That would be interesting. That's something that both of them have in common that they've kind of feuded with. Like, because Frogman has kind of been introduced in She-Hulk, we know is coming. So uh, an ultimatum is basically kind of like another version of the Flag Smashers in, a, right. in their own way. That's so, kind of the vibe I was getting. Yeah. So, um yeah, I think it, it could be something like that. Um, but then again, knowing like Red Dagger is involved could be like his his people. You know what I mean? Like it, he could be in a state where he's like a powerful being that has control over people and like he has his own little army or whatever. And, uh, yeah. And I think there's scenes in Pakistan that would be as cool. well. That would be really I think cool. they were filmed in the Philippines, but like Hawaii stands for oh, every yeah. right. <laughs> anything ever. that's yeah so there's there's a scene if you pause it and there's a still of just like people fire and people and it looks like they're being led out mm-hmm. perhaps of their home by this agency to maybe put pressure on her to set the stage because whenever you want somebody when it, whenever you want to find somebody you usually actually let them come to you by taking away something they love my guess is they may be going at her um this could family be, or something this could be a past scene too sure telling like the origins of like her family maybe and coming here you know to jersey and stuff like that and but uh yeah this could be this could be pretty big i i i think that this could be the show where we get introduced we could either get introduced to the inhumans through this um there there could be a lot of things going on in this uh but i think you know red dagger being in this series i think would kind of show that like maybe he's trying to be similar to the flag smashers in and that he's trying to like express like a more like radicalized opinion of mm-hmm. like the views in Pakistan or whatever. Um, so it could be a very interesting, very interesting conflict between the two. I think that they try to keep that close too. I think that they try to keep the villains motivations closely to what the heroes motivations are as well, but they're just from a different viewpoint, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, like, we saw this in Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's actually a great... Yes. Yeah, so um, I think that could be a thing right there because uh, we know that Red Dagger is of that origin as well. So, well, This is fascinating to me. In a still from the trailer, her powers are forming a monster fist Yeah. Uh, with her energy. Yeah. So, to me, her energy is only limited by her brain power. Yeah. Which yeah. is awesome. That's kind of how she is in the comics. So, well, 
It's kind of like I guess the one thing that. that may be different though is that she's not limited by her physical no. nature. Yeah, that's like she the big actually thing. has a metaphysical part to her powers now. So basically, it seems like they gave her magical powers of some kind that also do or the thing that her body usually does. Yeah, or she's just got that gene. Could be mutant gene, could be inhuman. I just love that we're getting a character that we don't quite understand their powers yet, and we get to discover it through a TV I series. I know, this is so exciting. How rare is that? I know. That creates this cool opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we do get a scene though where in the trailer there's like four people standing in front of like a bright light. Yeah. And they're like silhouetted. Uh I think that's kind of an interesting little thing there that they could have done because you know how they like to spoil stuff. Right. But like they cut know, things maybe, out. Maybe that's like a you know, maybe that's like some Cree, maybe it's scrolls, maybe it's uh, okay. The, the humans, maybe yeah. it's like X Men. Who knows, man? Scroll have been highly expected or highly anticipated. Anticipated. Sure. There you go. Yeah. Secret uh, Wars, all that stuff, kind of being for dominant. this series. So yeah. with Kree being a focal point of this series and this storyline. Now, what do we always say? What do I always say? I guess reel it back. Not necessarily, but look forward. Oh, because yeah. Yeah. we talked about WandaVision, we knew that we had Spider-Man and Doctor Strange coming up. With the Marvels, it started with WandaVision. Now we have Miss Marvel, and then we have Captain Amer- Cap- Captain Marvel too, mm-hmm. which is the Marvels. Yeah. So it is very important that they set up the next storyline with this TV series. Absolutely. And usually they don't overreach but they do set things up ultimately. So when we ask each other and you guys are, are going to talk with your friends about this series, it's not just about her personal journey. It's what are we setting up for the future? And I would assume that scrolls and Cree, the war is going to continue through this series. Like this is going to be another jumping point where you're going to start to see scrolls pop up in places a little bit more often. Remember when we first found out scrolls were coming, we were mm. like, where are scrolls going to be? Are they here? Are they there? We haven't hardly seen anybody. Mm. So I think there might be a strategically placed scroll in this series that we see. Could be. That kind of impacts things moving forward. That would be one of my, my guesses. Could be. And and this is what I say, like reel it back in because my expectations are always kind of a little bit too high. But I... Uh, I would look at it like this. Like, who do we think is going to be the villain of the Marvels, right? Like, a lot Might of be. people have speculated that it could be Rogue. Like, Right, the big bad? Yeah. Because I think Monica has a, a chance to be the initial yeah. Wanda, but dumbed down villain. Watered down villain, I should say. Because, uh, you know, Rogue debuted, or not debuted, but like it was kind of like how... It's just the easiest story to tell because it's like yeah. Rogue was there. Rogue was the villain of Captain I Marvel um, in the comics. So it kind of makes good sense to bring that in. We've already got Professor X in the Marvel in the, in the MCU. So yes. maybe, just maybe, this is some sort of like thing where she's got a mutant gene. And maybe those figures, maybe at the end of this series, maybe in the 
you know, in credit scene of this series, she's approached by X-Men. Maybe it's not our X-Men. Maybe it's not the X-Men we know. That would be interesting. But they're approached by this. Like, she's approached by this. And she has information about Rogue. And in the Marvels, maybe Monica and uh, Carol, they're not going to listen to a teenager about this stuff. And maybe she's got information that can help them with fighting Rogue. But they don't listen to her. And maybe that's right. like part of this process. I don't know. Um, you got X-Men. I got Scroll. But but I the the reason that I would the reason that I would almost want that a little more than scroll and I and uh-huh. I think scroll is definitely more sure. likely yeah of course but that would not be the reason the reason that I think it I would rather pref- like I would prefer that is because if when we're talking about like secret wars secret invasion stuff like that like you want that to be a big reveal right like you don't want to already know that oh well scrolls are already on Earth so yeah it's likely that that's happened you want that to be a big reveal like in the comics when the Illuminati, like when Tony Stark reveals that there's a scroll among them, like that's a huge moment because it's like, what? Because the Illuminati literally just turned them away from Earth and said, don't ever come right. back, you know? Well, Devil's Advocate, we got a scroll at the end of WandaVision. Yeah, for sure. So there are agents. And they've kind of flipped the out. script as far as the scrolls, as far as like Captain Marvel, because you had like the one. Uh, what is his name? Uh, ben, uh, the actor, oh, starts with an geez. M. Uh, actors' names. Yeah, he I'm was like the the top scroll that was helping him. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he because you had Talos, you had uh, yes. that section of the scrolls that were kind of like you know oh the Kree are bad and like they were like helping him out and stuff like that. But from what we know from like comic lore and stuff like that, like scrolls are also like not great. <laughs> you have like super scrolls that can like take powers and stuff like that. And like, Oh, it's crazy. But, um, yeah, this could, I, I think scrolls are more likely, but yeah, if, if, if they have the plans for something like that with X-Men, like that would be, that would be really cool to see. Cause I think it also just kind of sets up Marvel's really well as uh, too. So, I like it. Yeah, I mean, from this TV series, uh, I am hoping to get another really fun young um, potential leader down the road, mm-hmm. and it will set up a mentorship um, that I think Carol's character can use as much as Miss Marvel's character can use because Carol's never had to work hand-in-hand hand with somebody since since experiencing all this trauma. Yeah, you know she used to be uh, co-pilots and well not co-pilots but pilots in a team along with other people before she dealt with the the Kree you know power mm. that she was exposed to so it would be nice manipulated that, yeah so. and it would be nice for her to to have somebody that she can speak to and uh, yeah I just I'm looking forward to um, to seeing that relationship develop and this TV show. It's going to give us a different look at some things that we've never seen before in the MCU. Uh, it introduces, obviously, um, a new superhero, but a new culture to the screen. And it will be a lot of fun. We'll be covering it every single episode. So please uh, you know, join us on, on the journey. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, 
there will be some time where I'll be out of the country doing my own culture exploration. <laughs> but other than that, when we're able to deliver everything to you, we will. And uh, if you've enjoyed our episodes recently, if this is your first time listening, we really appreciate you being on here. Uh, if you leave a, um, a comment or a review or subscribe or share, it all helps us. We really appreciate all of it. And we just released uh, earlier uh, earlier this week, or last week for some of you, uh, an episode about Thor and the trailer that was released and an episode on She-Hulk in that trailer that was released, as well as a uh, Marvel short about Gore the God Butcher. And you should soon see an episode about the gods of uh, Marvel. So... We hope you're enjoying all these episodes, and we thank you for being a part of the crew. Peace. You've reached the end game of this episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Marvel Guys podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information or to connect with Jordan and Spencer, check out themarvelguys.com, the Marvel Guys on Twitter, and the Marvel Guys podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you next time.